Hey, I just want to say thank you for checking out this message today. I hope that it helps you, that it encourages you, and that you are able to learn a little bit more about who God is and why so many people throughout history have chosen to become followers of Jesus. If you enjoy this message and you want to hear more, you can find us on Facebook or YouTube. But ultimately, you can find everything you need to know at clcwinnipeg.ca. There you can find more messages, you can find our social handles, ways to get connected to our church, and if you would like to give to this ministry, you can do that as well. And like I said before, I hope that you are encouraged by the message you're about to hear. God bless you. Well, welcome back. It is great to have you join with us again for CLC Online. We have just finished uh, doing some talks on stewardship, on our time and talents and treasures and all of that. Today we're going to start a new topic and we're going to talk about um, a series called Soundtracks. And, and today I want to talk to you about overthinking, about some of the scripts and soundtracks that play in our minds that ultimately affect our lives, the choices we make, the decisions we make, how we live. It's important for us to manage and control what we think and what we think about. Thoughts are important. They do control our lives, they do control our choices and the outcomes of our life. In Judges chapter 6 verse 14 um, and following, it says this, the Lord turned to, to Gideon and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I'm the least in my family. And the Lord answered, I will be with you and strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. So this conversation between Gideon and, and the Lord was an interesting conversation. He did indeed become a great deliverer of Israel from bondage. But I wanna lay some groundwork here and talk about our thought life and how it relates to Gideon and what he thought of himself and what he said about himself. When we think of soundtracks, we think of the things that we think about Soundtracks that play in our heads. So let's talk about that for a minute. What, first of all, what is a soundtrack? We're going to be referencing the work of John Acuff in, uh, in a book that he's entitled Soundtracks over the next few weeks and share some thoughts and insights from some of the research that he did. David Goggins said, the most important conversations you'll have are the ones you have with yourself. You wake up with them. You walk around with them, you go to bed with them, and eventually you learn to act on them, whether they be good or bad. The other night, Joanne and I were having a, a late supper, just a simple supper. She made some cheese toast. Now, we used to live in a city that had two restaurants, a, a small local chain of two restaurants, and it was called the Cheese Toast. And we used to like going there. Now, I, I was thinking about that, I, and I said to her at supper time, I said, imagine this, a couple like us having cheese toast, eating cheese toast, and saying, look, one of them looking at the other and saying, 
this is really good. We should open a restaurant and sell cheese toast. And you know what we should call it? We should call it the cheese toast. Well, somebody actually must have thought of that and acted on it and, and had this thing like, well, we should do this and, and we can do this and we're going to do this. And then finally, look, we did it. And they're in business selling cheese toast. The most important conversations you have are with yourself. If your soundtracks, if your thoughts, if your self-talk is positive, then the outcomes of your life are going to be positive. You know, a lot of times we come up with great ideas and we ourselves torpedo them before we even tell anybody about them. I remember a number of years ago, I was sitting in a, 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 a Tim Hortons or something like that, a, a donut shop. And this was back in the days when people would come into restaurants and smoke and drink coffee. And you remember what it was like back in those days, you get a dozen donuts and <laughs> you bite into them. And when you get them out of the restaurant, they smell and they taste like tobacco smoke. And I remember saying to someone, a businessman, I said, you know, it would be a really great idea if somebody was to open up a non-smoking donut shop. He said to me, he looked at me in all seriousness, he says, it would never fly. You'd never make any money. Well, you cannot smoke in a donut shop today. Now, I'm not saying that I could have been a successful donateer or whatever they would be called, but that was a soundtrack. That was a thought. That was a thought that could have been acted upon. That was a thought that could have, uh, put somebody ahead of the curve and been a, a leader rather than a follower. And so we will oftentimes have new experiences and new ventures and try new things if our soundtracks are positive. But if our soundtracks are negative, you're going to be held back. You're going to keep from fulfilling your dreams. You're going to torpedo vision in your own life. Negative soundtracks kill dreams. They say that men between the ages of 13 and 16 and women between the ages of 11 and 14 form their adult tastes in music. That's why, you know, you hear the story about, about uh, the music of our youth. For some generations, uh, the music of their youth might have been the big bands, Frank Sinatra, Ray Stevens, Elvis Presley, uh, Motown, the Beatles, my own music of my youth would have been groups like Supertramp, the Eagles, Doobie Brothers. Others, younger generations would have the Backstreet Boys, uh, Michael Jackson, Matchbox 20, and of course nobody apparently loves Nickelback. But the music we love, the music of our youth takes us back to places, to memories, to events, to conversations. That's one part of us. The musical soundtracks in our heads take us back. Our thoughts are not musical soundtracks, but they are internal soundtracks, and we listen to them much more, obviously, than our favorite music. We listen to them all the time. Music, we know, can change the atmosphere in a room. Stores use music to encourage people to make purchases, to spend money, movie Producers use it to add action, life, and feeling to a movie. 
Restaurants create an atmosphere with their music. Nightclubs, you know, we all use music. Churches use music to draw people into worship, to draw us closer to God, to, to help us to experience the presence of God. Music, the soundtracks, it, it affects our lives. It affects how we feel. It affects how we think. It affects how we act. And that's how the soundtracks of our mind work as well. It has a great effect on us. Well, let's talk secondly about what Gideon thought. So there was a problem for Israel. They had done evil in the eyes of the Lord, and so for seven years they delivered, God delivered them into the hands of the Midianites, and the Midianites were an oppressive regime, regime, and they were so oppressive that the Israelites were hiding in caves, they were living in mountain clefts, they were building strongholds, they were doing whatever they could to protect themselves. They were downtrodden. Their crops were being destroyed. Their, their flocks and herds were being stolen or killed. They were experiencing inva invasions and, 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 and they were living in poverty and near extinction as these people continuously took advantage of them and took away from them. And they cried out to God for help. They were desperate. And so he sends a prophet to tell them why they were experiencing what they were experiencing, why they're in such a mess. He says, you haven't listened to me. And then, and then God speaks to Gideon, and he comes to him, and he says, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Now, Gideon was not acting or thinking or behaving like a mighty warrior. He was hiding in a wine press, threshing of grain. And when the angel spoke to him and told him to save Israel from Midian, Gideon immediately shot back. How can I save Israel? There was a soundtrack in his head. He questioned it. In his mind, he was immediately went to the place of, no, this is impossible, it can't work. And he used the excuse of, my clan is the weakest. Of all the other tribes, ours is the least significant. We count the least. People look down on us. We're nothing. And then he went on to say, and I'm the least in my family. So I'm the least of the least. There are no expectations that I have for myself. There are no expectations other people have for me. And there are no expectations you should have for me. I am nothing. And so he was disqualifying himself immediately being, after being called a mighty warrior and being told to go and, and deliver the people. He's basically saying, I'm defeated. Now, where did this come from? Did he just blurt it out? Did it come from nowhere? Or did it come from deep within his heart? Did it come from his, his, his train of thought? Did it come from his soundtrack that he had been listening to his entire life? Did, did other people in his clan say, oh, we're nothing. We're nothing. We're nobody. We're small. We're insignificant. I think that was a soundtrack that was playing in his mind. That's what he believed. And it was who he became. The encouraging news here, though, is God did not see him that way. He did not view his clan that way. He didn't view his circumstances that way. Gideon saw defeat, and God saw a warrior. Gideon saw himself as a failure, and God saw him as a deliverer. And so the lesson here is that what you may be thinking 
and believing about your life, about who you are or your circumstances, they're not necessarily what God sees. They could be vastly different. You could be listening to lies. Our present circumstances and situations can rob us of our dreams and our visions. So the third thing I want to talk about is controlling our thoughts. You may have control of many areas of your life. We often believe we cannot control our thoughts though. You may have control over how you function at your job, how you dress, what you eat, how you keep your home, what you purchase. But when it comes to our thoughts, a lot of times we just, we don't try to control them. We don't try to, to master them. We just think they are what they are. And so we just go along with what they are. And we assume too often that our thoughts are true and that they're accurate and they're not to be challenged, but they're to be believed. It happens to all of us. Why is the soundtrack important? And why should we tackle the soundtracks in our lives? Because they affect the course of our life. They can build your life or they can ruin your life. And they can cause you to make choices and decisions that affect yourself and other people. You know, many years ago, a friend of mine had a, a dad who had died very suddenly from a heart attack. His dad was only 50 when he died. And my friend was in his 30s at the time, and he was getting more and more worried and anxious and upset as he got older that he too was going to die when he turned 50. He had been traumatized by this event. And that event became a soundtrack in his life. And the soundtrack was your dad died at 50, you're probably going to die at 52 or 50 as well. This is a soundtrack that he, that he had and he bat battled with it and, and he thought it was going to happen to him. I'm glad to tell you he didn't die at 50. He's still alive. And we, we have Gideon here who has a soundtrack of I'm nothing. I can't do anything big. Where I came from doesn't count and I'm the lowest of the low and I'll never amount to anything. The fourth thing I want to talk about is that you can make a change. Gideon stepped out of his old life and his old way of thinking. He thought little of himself and the result was he achieved little. He doubted his future and he had no hope. And so that's how he lived. He lived without any dreams. He lived without any ambition to, to be anything. And we can pray for change and at the same time not believe. See, James chapter 1, 6 says this. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. Our doubts are oftentimes reinforced by our soundtrack. And so we say, I can't. So, therefore, I won't. Now, how do we transition from being a Gideon a Gideon the coward to a Gideon the conqueror. Well, he got a new soundtrack and he started to see different outcomes as a result of it. He put a fleece out before the Lord and, and he saw God perform a miracle. And little by little, he started to believe and he gained a new confidence 
and trust in the Lord that I could do something here. And it's interesting to note that at no point was there any credibility given to what Gideon said about himself when he put himself down. And it's true that God often does not see us, our circumstances, or our situation the way we do. We see impossibilities, he sees possibilities. We see failure, he may see victory. So how on earth do we make the change? Remember, the most important conversations we have are the ones we have with ourselves. We are constantly in thought. We are constantly thinking. And there's three questions that we ought to ask ourselves. The first question, when we're thinking about our thoughts, when we're having thoughts, the first question we should ask ourselves: is it true? Is it true? What Gideon said about himself was not true. Gideon said, I'm weak. The Lord said, you're a mighty warrior. And it's, it's, a, it's a mistake to assume that our thoughts are always true. We believe that, you know, if I'm thinking this, it must be true. It must be right. It must be correct because I'm thinking this. This is my thought. This is my idea. This is my opinion. So this is what I think of myself. So it, it's obviously true. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5, it says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We take captive every thought. So we ask the question, is it true? Or is it just a negative soundtrack that I've been listening to? I used to have a soundtrack in my own life. And I'm not going to get into details of it, but I, I was told at one point as a young person that something was going to take place in three years that was very destructive and, and damaging and, and in my life. And, and it happened. It actually happened. And it was pretty devastating. And what happened was that became a truth in my own life. It became a soundtrack in my own life. You know, in three years, your life's going to go down the, down the tubes. You're going to go through a real difficult time. And it became a truth in my life that I began to act on and live it out. It became like a self-fulfilling prophecy. So we need to ask ourselves the question, is it true? When you're thinking about doom and gloom, when you're thinking about terrible things happening to you, when you're thinking about the inevitable fact that you're going to fail at something, ask yourself the question, is this really true? Or is this what God says? Is it just a past experience that, that's dictating my future? Is it just a soundtrack? So take your thoughts captive. Here's another question. Is it helpful? Are your thoughts helping you find solutions and answers? Or are they actually helping you just stay where you are. Are your thoughts helping you move forward or are they keeping you stuck? Is your soundtrack helping you? Is it bringing solutions? 
or is it keeping you stuck? If it's not helping you, you need to change the soundtrack. A few years ago, I was out shoveling my driveway. We'd had a big dump of snow and, and our neighbor was, was stuck on the street and my other neighbor was over there helping him. And I'm watching this and I'm like, neither of them know what to do. The guy that went over to help him doesn't know what to do. And, and they were just stuck and he's running back and forth to his house getting stuff to, you know, help her get out of the, the rut she was in. And finally I walked over, I said, can I, can I try? And she said, sure, okay. So I got in behind the steering wheel and carefully rocked the vehicle back and forth. Each time it rocked, I kept the wheels from spinning and, and, uh, and got a little bit more distance and got back and forth and back and forth and eventually just drove the vehicle out of the ruts. No tires spinning, nothing. That was helpful. It was a different way of doing it. It was a different approach. And what we oftentimes do in our thinking is we just sit there and we keep the pedal to the metal and we keep spinning our tires and we're not getting anywhere. Well, is it helpful? Is what you're doing helping you? Is what you're doing helping you find solutions? If not, you're listening to the wrong soundtrack. The third question is this, is it true? You may tell yourself, sure, it's true. Of course it's true. Then ask yourself the question, is it helping me? See, Gideon's old way of thinking was not helping him. It was not freeing his people from the Midianites. It was not conquering enemies. He had to learn new ways of thinking and acting. And so it brings us to the next question. Is it kind? Is it kind? Well, this is an important part here. Did you know that most of us say things to ourselves that we would never think of saying to someone else. We're very unkind to ourselves. Many people are very unkind to themselves, almost cruel at times. And that's exactly what Gideon was doing. He said, I'm the least of the least. What a put down. Would you say that to someone else? You're, you're nothing but a loser. Like, why are you even trying? You're, you're nothing. You're nobody. You, you don't know anything. You're the least of the least. Look around this room at all these people here. You're the least of all of them. You would never say that to somebody else because it's mean. It's unkind. Your family is nothing. Would you say that to somebody? I wouldn't. I don't know of anybody that would. Where you came from, you're just all losers. Well, you'd never say that. But that's exactly what Gideon said about himself. It was unkind. It was unkind. Yet most of us do it to ourselves every day. I can't do this. I'm a failure. I'm unattractive. I'm not very smart. People don't like me. I'm unlovable. Everybody else is better than me. My opinion doesn't count. I'm not loved. If it's unkind, then it's untrue and it's unhelpful. Gideon accepted the help of God and he was transformed. You'll find here that God was very kind to him 
He was very affirming of him. He was very encouraging to him as he spoke life into his future. And over the nation of Israel, God had great hopes for Gideon, even though Gideon didn't have them for himself. He went from, I am the, the weakest of the weak, I am the least of the least, to this. This is what Gideon said. Watch me. Follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly what I do. And when I and all who are with me blow our trumpets, then from all around the camp, blow yours and shout, for the Lord and for Gideon. <laughs> he had this watch me moment. Watch me. Follow my lead. No longer was he being unkind to himself. No longer was he being unhelpful to himself. And no longer was he lying to himself. He went and he spoke like somebody who had it together. There was no more self-defeating thinking, but somebody who was bold and confident and affirming and encouraging to others and leading others. And he was no longer listening to that soundtrack that said he couldn't do anything. So I want to close with these words. Why are soundtracks important? I think they're important today because we're living in really stressful times. We're living in very uncertain times. Our world is in chaos. Suicide, depression, anxiety, panic, fear, discouragement, they're rampant in our culture. And a lot of it goes back to our thinking. Our thoughts about the world, our thoughts about ourselves, our thoughts, thoughts about our situations are thoughts that are affected by the times we're living in. And some of the greatest battles we face each and every day are fought in the mind. Where the mind leads, the heart follows. And so does the direction of your life. And I want to encourage you today that God has thoughts toward you. He has thoughts of blessing you. And sometimes we see our circumstances, but not the way God sees them. And so I want to encourage you to, to switch your thoughts and switch them to things that are good and encouraging and helpful. And we're going to be talking more about this in the weeks to come. So I want to encourage you to join with us and, and keep learning about this. One of the other thoughts that, that God had toward all of us is his love for us. He loved you so much that he sent his son Jesus to die. For your sins and if you think that you can't change if you think your life can't be any different if you think you can't make it I want to say that through Jesus Christ we are forgiven and we can find deliverance and hope and new life and we can begin to experience that by opening our lives to Christ and say Lord forgive me receive me as your as your child and be the Lord and Savior of my life that's a great place to start. And then get yourself in with fellowship with other followers of Jesus. Other people who are on this path. Not people that, none of us have it all together. We all struggle. We all struggle. But we struggle together and we help each other along as we grow in our relationship with Christ. I want to thank you for joining with us today. 
It has been really a lot of fun to share with you these life-giving thoughts. Uh, we are continuing to help Ukrainian families. Um, we have just helped two more families, a total of 11 people, get settled into homes and provided beds and, and, and household items for them. We are flying in another family uh, in October and uh, more are coming constantly as this war persists in Ukraine. And let's pray for peace. Let's pray for a godly, good outcome to this war that families will no longer be uh, cast about the world the way they are. If you want to help us, if you want to participate in this, we have received much help from outside of our own church. And uh, you can contact us through clcwinnipeg.ca. You can give online. It's really simple. And uh, we will receipt you for that giving. Well, thank you for being with us. And we pray that you have a great day and that your thoughts are the thoughts that God thinks of you. God bless you.